Clients on Demand teaches coaches, service providers, and thought leaders how to attract the right clients at the right price anytime they want. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a sustainable seven or eight figure business that changes the world and gets results for clients without sacrificing your freedom? If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. All this information is 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Welcome to today's show. I am here with the brilliant, amazing Adrian Richardson, who is our Director of Marketing and Lead Gen at Clients on Demand. And today, we're going to be talking about the difference between low-ticket marketing and high-ticket marketing. So I think it was what, Adrian, like a week or two ago when we did a show about how to incorporate urgency and scarcity into your marketing and the right way to do it and the wrong way to do it. And that kind of sparked a discussion of, well, what's the difference between marketing to try to sell something low ticket and marketing to try to sell something high ticket? And as we kind of got into that, we realized there's some huge, huge, huge differences. And I actually, when I made that transition from selling low ticket stuff to selling high ticket stuff, actually had to unlearn a lot of the things that I had learned when I made this transition. Because so much of what's taught when you want to sell something at a $27 price or $47 price or even like a $1,000 price just doesn't apply anymore when you're trying to sell something at a high ticket price. And so if you're trying to make that transition from low ticket to high ticket, there's a lot of things that I had to unlearn and that you guys are going to have to unlearn when you make that transition. So anyway, we thought we would come on today and just do an entire show about this because a lot of people have been asking about, well, what are those differences? What else changes besides just the urgency and scarcity? What else changes when you're trying to go from low ticket to high ticket? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, it's going to be a great show because what a lot of people think is when they're selling low ticket and they transition to high ticket that they'll just give them more of what they were giving them, right? Well, it's a higher price, so they get more stuff. And uh, I think people are making some mistakes without even realizing it. So I think this will be a great topic today. So let's see who's on with us today. So we got Laura here. We got Kathy here. Lisa's here. Michelle's here. Christian's here. Got a whole bunch of people here today, guys. So as we go through this topic and you uh, have questions about these things, just go ahead and drop us a comment. And if we catch it, we will try to answer your questions in real time right here on uh, right here on the show. And if you're listening to this on iTunes and you want to watch us do these broadcasts live, then go to Facebook and search for Clients on Demand and you can hook up with us on Facebook and you can watch us do these shows live right there on Facebook like we're doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So probably the biggest difference between low ticket and high ticket is this difference of, of, of information versus transformation. So at a low ticket price, you've got people that are trying to sell information and they're trying to sell some sort of how to and mm-hmm. it's uh you know this is the this is the game plan for doing this this is how you do copy this is how you do webinars this is how you fix your relationship whatever it is but it's just instructional but when you're talking about moving into a high ticket price what people want is they want transformation so they don't just want to learn how to do something they want you to actually walk them through the process of doing it and support them along the way so i remember a few years ago uh, and the advent of the internet. The big thing was the information economy, the information economy. Everybody was talking mm-hmm. about how information was king and how you know the whole economy was going to be built around information. Well, I actually think we've moved past that era now where people are so bombarded with information every single day that they don't want any more of it. And people have yeah. begun to realize that more information is not the problem. So if you're like most people, let's just say you're like most people and you're trying to get in shape, Right. Most people who aren't in shape probably have a whole shelf 
full of diet books. <laughs> I know I <laughs> yeah. do, right? Of, of diet and exercise books. And, and you've got all the information you could ever possibly need to create the outcomes that you want. The problem is people are starting to realize that's not enough. And they're starting to realize that what's keeping them from what they want most of the time is not a lack of information. It's something else. It's support. It's accountability. It's all of these other things that go into it to create an actual transformation. So if you're looking to sell something at a premium price, and you really should be, because all kinds of amazing things happen when you get into that $3,000 to $15,000 price point, and we can even talk about what those are. But when you're trying to get into that kind of premium price, it stops being about information and it starts being about transformation. Yeah. What's interesting is what came out of the whole, like you said, the internet was created and now we have like this information highway, right? And what came out of that was this huge DIY boom, right? Like do it yourself. And so a lot of low ticket programs follow that model of like, here, here's some information, go do this yourself. And for a lot of people who are dealing with a major life or business problem, just telling them what to do isn't actually going to make a difference for most people. Otherwise, they wouldn't have that problem anymore, right? Like you said, information is abundantly available to us. If you just go to YouTube, you can find a video that tells you how to do anything. <laughs> and so um, what happens is that now we have this whole group of people, marketers, business owners, everybody who's putting all this DIY type stuff out there, charging low ticket, thinking if enough people buy this, I'll make a good living and hey, they'll know how to solve their problem. But it's not creating true transformation in their life. It's not actually solving the problem because a lot of times when our marriage is falling apart or our business is falling apart or we're struggling with some kind of health illness, just knowing what to do is not enough enough to actually radically change our lives. And like you said, we need somebody to come alongside us and do it with us and show us the way some and, and hold us accountable. And so I agree. I think that what we're also seeing right now is a lot of people that are kind of sick of the DIY thing. Like it's like, it's so much information. It's so much DIY and there's lack of connection there and, and the lack of results. And then you have a bunch of people that are still searching for an answer. Yeah, absolutely. And But what that means, you guys, is that in my opinion, doing high ticket is actually easier than doing low ticket. Mm -hmm. And that's true from so many different perspectives. First of all, there's not that many people doing it. So while there might be you know, hundreds of people in your space that are trying to get people to buy their ebook or video course or whatever it might be, there's probably very, very few people in your space that are offering a true transformational experience and charging accordingly. So first of all, there's way less competition. And then second of all, when you're charging a premium price, people automatically assume that you're the best. So let's say I don't mm. know anything about you and I'm looking at you and I'm looking at your competitor. And sure, maybe your competitor has a prettier website or maybe your competitor has a bigger following or whatever it is. But if you're offering something for 5K and your competitor is offering something for like $500, I am automatically going to assume that what you have is more valuable mm -hmm. than what your competitor has. And here's the thing, guys. When you're dealing with people that are serious, when you're dealing with people that are serious about solving a major life or business problem, right? Like my business is stuck. I can't grow my business. My marriage is falling apart. I can't fix my marriage. Um, I'm single and I, and I want to meet the love of my life. You know, these big, big, big challenges in life. When you meet someone that's serious about solving that problem, they want to go with the more expensive solution right. because that expensive solution actually reassures them that what they're buying is the best. 
And so that's critical. Like if you're sitting there going, well, you know, oh, everyone else in my space is charging 400 bucks, so I'm going to charge 300. Or everyone else in my space is charging 100 bucks, so I'm going to charge 97. Or, or whatever. When you're trying to compete on price, you're actually repelling the, the best, most committed people in your space. And you're not giving them a reason to invest with you. That high price is a reason why they should invest with you. It's not a reason why they shouldn't invest with you. And to add on to that, like you just said, when you said, well, hey, there might not be a lot of people in your space doing it. Some of you think that because people aren't doing it, that you can't do it, that it can't be done. You know, well, people who are well known, more well known than me and have more years of experience aren't charging that much. So how can I charge that much? And I want to challenge you in that thinking, like Russ just said, is that if you can deliver an outcome for people, you should be charging accordingly. And it's going to attract those people who are looking for the best. And so just because your competitors are charging a lower price does not mean that you have to do the same thing. Yeah. And you don't have to be famous. You don't have to be nope. like this big celebrity. You don't have to have this massive following. You really just have to have marketing that speaks to people in a different way, that speaks to people where... The buying proposition, the reason they should buy from you is you're not saying, hey, buy from me because I'm going to give you some more information. You're not saying buy from me because I'm famous. You're saying buy from me because you have this terrible problem and you want to fix it. And that's it. And that's yeah. like I said on the last show we did, that's a very, very easy decision for most people to make. If you come mm -hmm. to me and you're like, Russ, do you want 10 ebooks? Do you want five videos? Do you want, you know, do you want to sign up with me because, because I've got a New York Times bestseller or all these other things? It's like, eh, maybe I do, maybe I don't. But if you come to me and your pitch is very simple, hey man, you have this problem, I have a really fantastic solution, let's work together to fix it, it's a very easy decision for your audience to make. Now on yeah. top of that, when you're commanding a premium price, and this is something I want you to speak to, Adrian, it is much, much easier to get a good return from what you're spending on advertising. So talk about right. that a little bit, Adrian. Why is that, why is that true? Well, so let's think about this for a minute. If Number one, it's not going to cost you any more on the front end. So a cost per click in paid advertising, it's not going to cost you any more per click to put somebody through a marketing funnel that's going to deliver a high ticket program versus a funnel that's going to sell them a $47 product. So on the front end, you're still paying the same no matter what it is that you're selling. Okay. And then once you get that, and then to get the conversion and get them to opt in for whatever it is, whether they're opting in for to watch your webinar or opting in to watch a VSL or whatever you have them doing as they're going through this marketing funnel, each co conversion that takes place gets more and more expensive. And, but like I said, it's costing you the same on the front end, no matter what you're delivering on the back end. And, and so just the simple math tells you that if I'm selling something for $47 versus something for $5,000, it's going to cost me just as much on the front end of my advertising cost per click, things like that, in order to make a $47 sale than it is to make a $5,000. So the, what makes it easier to have a profitable business is that it's not going to cost you any more in advertising, really, to put your message in front of these people and get them into your, your ecosphere so you can have the opportunity to talk to them and see if you can fix their problem. It doesn't cost you any more. So when you're selling something that costs less, automatically, your profit margin is going to be much less. And in order to even get close to having the kind of making the kind of revenue that you would selling a high ticket program, you're going to have to sell to hundreds and thousands of people versus just working with a small, small handful of people where you can get give them a much better um, or hands on experience and deliver a better result. Yeah, exactly. And so that brings me to um, one of the next points I wanted to make is that it's this issue of high refunds versus no refunds. So mm -hmm. when you're talking about a low ticket offer, because of the exact reason that Adrian said, 
it's very, very common for refund rates to be high. So this is something that people don't talk about very often, but when you see these big launches where people are selling hundreds of copies of something or thousands of copies of something, it's very common for refund rates to run into the neighborhood of 20 to 30%. That's actually the yeah. norm. And, and, and there's a few reasons for that, right? First of all, there's the fact that some of the people, since it's just information, they're just going to buy it and download it and then ask for their money back. Yeah. But even the people that aren't setting out to be unethical, they're going to get in there and they're going to understand that, that there's not a real transformation that's taking place. I mean, you're just giving them some information and then they can be on their way. And so there's going to be this big letdown. And that's mm. what you see. But when you're talking about a high ticket purchase, because people are showing up to make a real change and you, because you're attracting the most committed people in the space, your refund rates are going to be much, much, much lower. I mean, probably less than 1% if that, where occasionally maybe you'll get someone in your program and they get cold feet. Or you'll get someone in there who's there for like a week and then they're just kind of like, you know, hey, I, I, this isn't for me. I, I'm really sorry, you know. But the experience that you're providing to your clients is so superior than, than the experience that the person who's selling hundreds or, th or thousands of copies of their stuff is. It's, it's like a night and day difference. And so you're going to have clients that are much, much, much happier. Whereas if I'm doing a big launch and I get 5,000, let's say it's a mega launch and I get 5,000 people in my program all at once. Those people are going to be disappointed because I can't really pay them very much attention. It's mm -hmm. just not humanly possible. But if I've, if, 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 you know, I would rather have, uh, you know, 10 people come in at a $5,000 price point than have 5,000 people come in, you know what I mean, at a $10 price point. Right. <laughs> because it's much, much easier to take care of the 10 people who invested at a premium price and to give them a true VIP experience than it is to keep track of all of these people that are coming in. They're not very committed. They haven't invested very much, but there's thousands of them now that you have to take care of. Well, and we touched on this a little bit last week, and I think it has a lot to do with the high refund rate is that typically what will happen often when they're purchasing a low ticket program is that people will buy just to check it out, right? Like, eh, what do I have to lose? It's 47 bucks. If it sucks, oh, well, I didn't waste that much money. But at the same time, so you have people buying for the wrong reasons. And a lot of time it's just because they're it, it's a um, impulse buy. We talked about that last week. And that's the other reason that will lend to a higher refund rate is because they weren't really that committed or serious or anything. It was just like, ah, it's only 47. I'll check it out. But what's really funny, and I don't know why this is, and maybe you and you have something to say about it, Russ, is that people will complain more about being unhappy in a $47 program <laughs> In a $5,000 program, people will will fight you to get their money back and flip out and lose their minds over $47 more than they will high ticket. And 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 so it just creates this whole different dynamic. And yeah, it's going to increase your, your refunds because I, I feel like they're buying for the wrong reason sometimes. Well, that's what it really comes down to. It really comes down to are they buying because they, they're curious or and is it an impulse buy or are they buying because they're committed? And yeah. if, if I wanted to really boil this down to like two big ideas that I want you to walk away with. It's the first idea is what we talked about with information versus transformation. And that's kind of what you're selling. Are you selling information? Are you selling transformation? But the second idea is this idea of commitment versus curiosity. And that's why are they buying? Are they buying from you because they're committed to solving this problem? Or are they buying from you because they're just kind of curious about what you've got and they, mm. and they want to take a look and that's it? This might sound like it's not that big of a difference, but I can tell you it is a night and day difference. It is a huge, huge, huge difference because the energy that they come in 
to your program with is probably the energy that they're going to finish with. So if they're coming in with just a small level of commitment, they're just kind of curious, just kind of dipping their toes in the water, they're not going to do the hard work that it takes to create a real transformation. But if they're coming in because they're absolutely committed to getting this result, then it's like there's no, there's no limit to what they can accomplish. And that's so much more rewarding for you as the coach, as the business owner, because you get to see people actually take action and actually have a great experience as opposed to having hundreds of people come into your program because they're curious and then they're just, they end up disappointed and unhappy. Yeah. I think the commitment thing is huge. I, I mean, even just like thinking about my husband, my husband had surgeries and had gained a bunch of weight and he knew how to lose the weight, but it wasn't until he made this significant investment in a program working with someone that he had to check in every week and he had to like send pictures of himself and all this stuff. And it was so funny because once that accountability was there and he had spent that money and he had that investment, he felt this obligation to show up and do the work and not just to himself, but it helped to have that, Hey, I've got skin in the game. I've invested in this and I have somebody who holding me accountable and it, it made a huge difference. And when, you know, you go and buy, I've done it a $47, like diet thing for 21 days or something. It's like, I do it for like four days and I'm like, eh, whatever, you know, <laughs> it's just a com completely different level of commitment. And I agree with you. I think that people can wrap their heads around that and realize um, that it really does attract a totally different kind of person when you, when you price your program that way. And, and if you, if you stick to the low strategies of the, you know, 1497 and 2997 and whatever, you're going to just attract a different kind of person that if you're really um, solid in valuing their program, the way it, it should be priced. The other cool thing guys about the difference between low ticket and high ticket is that with, with, with high ticket, you can be real about the cost. And when I say the cost, I don't mean the price because the price really doesn't have very much to do with it. I mean the cost. Like what is it really going to take to get those kinds of results? So like let's just keep rolling with, with your husband Eric as an example. The guy mm -hmm. that he signed up with to help him create that transformation was totally transparent and was like, hey, <laughs> like we can work together. You're going to be in incredible shape when we're done. But mm -hmm. here's what I need from you. You're going to mm -hmm. have to work out. You're going to have to, you know, follow the exact diet that I give you. You can't mess around. You can't blah, blah, blah. And so Eric knew that going in and he was prepared to pay that price. Yeah. So you see why that makes it a million times more likely than he, that he is actually going to get some incredible outcomes versus if he came in there expecting, oh, this is super easy. Anybody mm -hmm. can do it. My grandmother can do it, whatever. And then was, <laughs> like had this un very unpleasant surprise. Oh, this is actually going to take work. Yeah. I think people are afraid to be honest about that. You know, they're afraid that it's going to scare people away. Like if I tell them what it's really going to take to do this, then they're going to be like, mm, I don't want to do that. And I kind of, that's exactly the point, right? It's like, right. be honest with them and tell them what it is. Because most people, if they have the proper expectation and they really want this change in their life, they're going to show up in that way that you tell them they need to show up because they want that for themselves. And the people who aren't really kind of willing to step up and step into that and be like, okay, yep, I can do that. Then that's kind of the point is to repel them. And so don't be afraid to be honest with people about what it's going to take to get results. And people will respect you more. You know, my husband had so much respect for this guy because he didn't mess around. Like mm -hmm. he didn't mince words. He didn't like... You know, be like, oh, it's okay that you ate donuts this weekend. Like, you know, he just didn't, it was just like, it was just straightforward. Like, this is what it's going to take. Do you want it or not? And I mean, obviously there's some finesse in doing that during an enrollment call, but 
people really do want the truth. They yeah. don't want you to lie to them and sugarcoat it. Well, people are more sophisticated now. And what's funny, Adrian, is I actually see this happening even in the low ticket infomercial space. So like the infomercial space has been the space that's like notorious for just kind of like impulse buy, curiosity buy, like, you know, just get them curious enough. Don't tell them anything about the downside. Don't tell them anything about the work mm-hmm. it's going to take. But I've noticed that lately in the past few years, that's actually been shifting a little bit. Where, Hmm. you know, when I was younger, if they were selling some kind of fitness program, it was like, you know, in just five minutes a day, you can be, you know, you can get these amazing (laughs) results, da, 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 you know, use your thigh master, you'll look look amazing or whatever, you know. But now you see commercials like for Insanity, where it's like, this program is going to totally destroy you and you're going to, you know, you're going to work. This will be the hardest thing you've ever done, where they're Mm -hmm. actually talking about how awful it is, (laughs) you know, to do the program. But that's because people are getting more and more sophisticated and more aware of the fact that change isn't free. You know, there is Mm -hmm. a price to be paid, not just in terms of money, but in terms of grit and determination and sacrifice and what it takes to really make some amazing changes in your life. That stuff is not easy. And as people become more and more aware of that, guys, that's why it's becoming easier and easier to sell transformation and it's becoming harder and harder to sell information. So if you are a marketer, and you're a coach that, that's interested in charging a higher price, working with fewer people and creating a real VIP experience for them, which is what I want to do. It's getting easier and easier to do that, but harder and harder to do things the old way. Yeah, that's interesting how it's changed. That's so funny. The infomercials for sure. It totally used to be that way. I remember when Insanity came out and I was like, that sounds really hard. I don't want to do that. I <laughs> but I wasn't committed to doing it. There was a lot of people who were. They were attracted to that. So that's exactly the point. Yep. The other thing I want to point out, guys, is that so, – so another thing that doesn't apply when you're talking about high ticket is this concept of giving them more stuff. Mm. And so this ties into what's, what used to be called thud factor. Okay. So this was a big idea back in the day when it came to information marketing. And this idea stretches all the way back, like way back to when nothing was delivered online. It was like if you ordered a big box of stuff, you actually got a big box of stuff sent to your house. Now, most people aren't doing that anymore. Most of the time, it's like if you order a video course, you know they, they have it all right there in a member's area. So it's all online. But back in the day, the conventional wisdom said that if someone was going to buy something from you, you wanted it to have thud factor. Thud factor meant that when the UPS guy or whatever came to your house and dropped that thing on your doorstep, it should go thud. And the idea mm-hmm. being that they're giving you so much stuff that when you open up that box, you're so excited because, oh my God, I got so much value. I only spent you know $1,000 on this, but look at all this stuff that they're giving me. Well, as time went on, people began to realize that all that was really doing is taking up space in their closet. Because mm-hmm. most of the time when you order a big box of stuff, you're not even going to look at it. Um, I forget what the stat was, but I, I think I heard Tony Robbins say one time, and I'm, I'm going to get this number wrong, but I think I heard Tony <laughs> Robbins say one time that back when he sold Personal Power, which was his you know, um, original CD set back in the 80s, that something like 85% of the people never even opened it. The people that bought mm-hmm. it, they never opened it. They never even listened to it. So this translates into the world of today because a big piece of conventional marketing wisdom is that you want to have really cool bonuses. If you sign up now, you get this bonus, you get this bonus, you get this bonus, you get all this stuff. And I'm telling you, when it comes to high ticket, when it comes to selling commitment, when it comes to selling transformation, that actually really hurts your case. Because if I'm trying to make a decision to like get into great shape or build my business or fix my relationship or whatever it is, 
that is the decision that I want to make. I don't, you shouldn't need to, to like dazzle me with all these extra extra carrots and extra goodies Mm -hmm. to sort of sweeten the pot. I keep thinking about um, Napoleon Dynamite when Uncle Rico is going to the different people's houses and he's trying to sell like the Tupperware or whatever it was, right? Mm -hmm. He goes, well, Mm -hmm. let me just show you this. And he pulls out this like model of a pirate ship. (laughs) <laughs> puts it on the puts it on the table, and the wife is like, "Oh, I want that! I want that!" Yeah. Where it's like they're literally bu- buying the Tupperware just so they could get the stupid pirate ship. But that's right. literally what you see people doing. Like a lot of the time when they have launches, it's like th- they're trying to make the bonus even cooler than the thing that you're buying. But it's all just designed to create curiosity, to create this impulse buy. That's the opposite of what you want to do when you're talking about selling something high ticket, guys. Yeah, I mean, and people do it because they think that by adding all this stuff, it's going to make it this no brainer to purchase, right? Like there's not even going to be this question. There's no objection. It's literally like I'd be dumb not to do this, right? Like that's the intention of adding all these bonuses on that people are just so blown away that they feel like they have to buy it or they'd be wasting away all this free stuff that they could get. And when it comes to high ticket, like you said, you want people to be making the decision to join your program or to work with you because they're super committed and very, very dedicated to getting the outcome and this change in their life. You don't want them to buy because there was like, oh, this cool thing that I'm going to get with you. And I've actually personally done that myself. I bought a program before because it was going to come with access to this person that I really wanted to learn from. And I never watched a single part of any of the trainings of the program because literally all I cared about was getting to go and meet with this person and be able to pick their brain to, you know. And so if you're like us, that's not the kind of client you want. (laughs) You want someone who's coming in because they really want to work with you and they really want the transformation. And when you start dangling, you know, like you said, throwing all these dazzling things, it'll actually scare them away because, I mean, think about it. We talked about this on the last episode too. It's like if you're going to the doctor or you're getting something, you know, important done in life. And then they start throwing all these things. We'll give you this thing free and that thing free and throw in this thing free. It actually starts to make you question how good this person actually is because the people who are really, really good at what they do, they ain't throwing any free stuff in. Like they're like, Hey, this is what you get because this is how valuable it is. And, and for me, if somebody starts trying to give me more and more and more stuff, it actually starts to make me question if what I was going to buy is even actually that great because why do you need to throw in all this extra stuff? And, and, and so it creates that, that doubt in their mind. Right. So, th- so that's why it actually makes it harder if you try to do some of that low ticket stuff. And guys, this is all stuff, again, that I had to sort of unlearn when we mm-hmm. made the transition into doing high ticket stuff. And, and it was just so, you know, it, it was just that that's what I had been taught and that's what I saw everyone else doing. But yeah. when I moved into, you know, saying, look, I want to work with fewer clients, I want to charge a premium price, and I want to really go crazy holding people's hand and helping them get results. When I made that decision, I had to take a step back and just rethink all of this sort of conventional wisdom that I had been taught. And another piece of that is this whole idea of being selective versus taking everyone. So Mm -hmm. being selective versus accepting everyone. In the low ticket space, when you see these launches, all you need to sign up is a freaking credit card, right? You're clicking the add to cart button, you're going to the order page, you're filling in your stuff, and then that's it, you're in. When you're talking about high ticket, you really want to be very, very selective about who you're going to work with and who you're not. And that just goes back to talking about commitment and it goes back to talking about information versus transformation because you want people who are committed so that they can actually take action and actually get the result. Now, most of the time when people are selling information, 
And when they're marketing the traditional way, they don't care at all what you do with it. They're just trying to sell the DVD or sell the book or whatever it is. They don't really care if you take action or not. But if you are setting yourself up where you want to have a high ticket transformational offer, then whether or not people take action is very, very, very important. And you have an obligation to your clients to turn down anybody that you think you might not be able to get results for. That's just good business. So instead of saying, well, if you, you know, click the add to cart button, whoever signs up, signs up, you should have some kind of conversation worked in there where there's, uh, you know, an enrollment call where the, the enrollment is happening over the phone. So you can screen people that way. Or my God, even if you're not going to do an enrollment call, let's say you're going to sell straight from a webinar, then have some kind of welcome call for the people that joined so that you can at least take a look at who is in your program and who isn't. So that if someone clearly is not a fit, you can filter those people out and give them their money back and say, hey, look, you know, it's, it's not a fit for you. That's the big responsibility that you have. But once you start doing that, your business becomes so much more satisfying because now, A, you're working with people you want to work with, and B, you're actually working to get a result and watching people win, watching people succeed. Whereas with an information product, you might sell, let's say, a thousand copies of something and then there's a hundred people who actually take action and then like 10 of them actually get results. When mm-hmm. you're talking about a high ticket transformational offer, pretty much everyone is going to be taking action and a huge percentage of your people should be getting great outcomes and great results. And it's so much more satisfying as a business owner and as a leader to actually be helping people win every single day. But the trade-off for doing that is that you have to be selective about who you'll work with and who you won't. Yeah. And you pretty much rambled off everything that I was going to say. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but no, it was awesome. I was just listening. Uh, what I think the the point here is when when you're selling like a DIY, an info product, low ticket, if someone buys that's a complete jerk, like you're probably not going to know that, right? Because you're just handing them information and a lot of it is hands off. But when you start offering high ticket, typically you're going to have a little bit more hands on with them and you're going to be more involved in what they're doing. And the difference between you having a fulfilling, you know, happy experience with yourself and the people that you're working with satisfying, you know, that need for you to feel like you're making a difference, like getting a jerk into your program is really not fun when you have to work with them at a more intimate level than if you're just selling them a DIY product. And and so that's the thing. A lot of people a lot of people will say, well, can't I just send them to add to cart button? I don't want to do phone calls. I don't want to have to do this. But the difference is really, it's so worth it because when you're working with people at a more intimate level, you do not want to have the wrong people working with you. It's just, it just is the difference between you having a business you love and one that you hate and that it makes you miserable. And, and so that's really why it's important, like Russ said, so that you can hand pick these people that not only, you know, are going to be committed, but that also you want to help that you want to spend the time, that time with to help them get that transformation. Right. So if you have a group program where your clients are interacting with each other in any way, definitely don't want any sort of toxic people in there because what's going to happen is they'll sabotage other people's success. And yeah. that's, that's you have an obligation, you have a moral obligation not to let that happen. Where if somebody comes in there and they're just negative, 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 they're going to be posting negative stuff all day and they're going to bring the group down because all of a sudden, you know, these people are taking a chance. They're trying to transform their life. They're, they're, they're digging deep. Um, it's going to be scary. It's going to be difficult. And if you have someone there that's naysaying the entire time, it's like, 
forget it. So that everybody's person, having a horrible experience. Everybody's having a horrible yeah. experience at that point. But even if you're working with people one on one, then it just sucks for you. Because working with someone that isn't coachable, that's fighting with you every step of the way, it's like, why? It's just like life is too short. There are too many people that are going to show up and be committed and do the work and get the result and make you feel like a million bucks. So, so you've got to have that sort of thing where you're selective. You know, one time I read online and I forget where it was and it was something that somebody had written who had never worked with us. And they, they said something like, you know, I really like, I really like Russ. I really like clients on the man. I really like their marketing. But the one thing I don't like is how they always keep saying, this isn't for everybody. This isn't for everybody. This isn't for everybody. You know, I'm sure that's not true. And it's like, no, it is true. <laughs> like, it really <laughs> is true. When you look yeah. at our stats, you can see there's a huge percentage of people that we speak to who actually book a call to talk to us that we don't make an offer to because we just feel like it's not a fit. Um, and so, and so if you're going to be selective and if you're going to talk about this isn't for everybody, it has to be real. You, you have to know what those standards are and you have to enforce them and stick to them like glue. Where like we say all the time, you're going to be tempted. You know, there's going to be people that will tempt you where you're like, you know, this person's a little standoffish. They're kind of a jerk, but maybe I'll enroll them into my program anyway. It's the kiss of death. It really mm -hmm. is for mm -hmm. you and for the other clients in your program. Yeah. I've never had that go away. Never goes well. Like, never goes well. No. no. Well, as a good rule of thumb, just to drop this on you guys. A good rule of thumb when you're trying to make these really difficult decisions in your business, and it, not just about who you're going to work with and who you're not, but, but everything. Should I invest in this? Should I spend money on this? A great question to ask yourself is, look, if I were already the person that I want to be and I were already running the business that I dream of running, what decision would I make? What would I do? Right. And that's caused me to make some really difficult decisions. I remember there was one dude who signed up for a, a, a done-for-you service that I was offering a few years ago. And he invested, I think, like twenty-five or 30000 to to have this service done. And everything was fine. But as I was speaking to him, it was just like he was pushy. He was standoffish. He, you know, he gave me all this resistance and all this grief. And I just knew this was going to be a terrible experience. And I remember I was on vacation in Hawaii with my wife. And I just got off the phone with this guy. And I was like miserable. And, and, and Sarah mm. was like, what are you – what's wrong? And I was like, you know, babe, I – just got done with this guy and I just, you know, I don't think it's going to work out. And she said, okay, well, what would billionaire Russ do? <laughs> and I was like, damn, mm. I would refund that person without even thinking about it, without, right. without a second thought. Now, at that point, for me to refund 30K to somebody just because I thought they were going to be difficult, that was a tough call to make. It really, yeah. really was. I mean, I did not have the money in my bank account at that point where that was going to be something I didn't even have to think about. Mm -hmm. But I said, look, let me think from my goals. Let me think if I were this person, what would I do? So I mm -hmm. refunded the guy and then, and I was, you know, afraid of it. I was, I was worried about it, but I refunded the guy and, you know, said, Hey, it's just not a fit. And the next day, another two people signed up for that same thing that were super cool. And so yeah. immediately the income replaced itself and I didn't have to deal with someone that I didn't want to deal with. Yeah. So, when you're thinking about who should I work with or who should I not work with, what should I invest in, what should I spend my money on, ask yourself if I already were the person I want to be running the business that I want to be running, what would I do? And every time I've asked myself that question and made decisions accordingly, it's never steered me wrong. No matter how difficult or scary the decision was in that moment, it was always the right thing to do. Yeah, that's happened to me several times too. Even for those of you who signed on with a client, maybe you have a long-term contract with them or some kind of longer arrangement. I've been in the position before where I've had to say like, 
I'm sorry, but it's no longer a fit. And that's really hard to do when you do are dependent on the, the, the income. But a hundred percent of the time when I have made that hard decision, like you said, another client comes along that's even better <laughs> or a couple more clients come along that's even better. And so it feels really hard to do at that moment, but it has always paid off. Yeah. Melissa yeah. just said something cool in the comments. She said, and for low ticket, when people aren't taking action and aren't getting results, how likely are they to refer someone to you? It's a great point. Mm, so you have to yeah. market hard every launch to get brand new people every time. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly, that's exactly right. That's a great point. You want to cultivate a reputation for someone who gets results where yeah. you can go to, you know, uh, our pages where we have client reviews and, and, and testimonials and things like that. And you can just see, you know, the, the incredible body of work of people that have taken action and have gotten results. That's going to do more for you and your ability to sell yourself and sell your programs than all the slick, cool marketing and funnels and launches in the world because you want to get that reputation as someone that really gets results. But if you want to do that, you've got to be bringing in people that are committed. Yeah, that's a great point. I love that she brought that up. Yeah, that's huge. All right, superstars. So look, if you want to begin to create the kind of impact that we've been talking about here and you're not sure how to do that, what I want you to do is go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book a call to speak to us. And the reason we want you to do that is because navigating the waters of, of rolling out a new offer, maybe that's 3000 or 5000 or 10000 or 15000 or even taking the stuff you already have and retweaking it so it's not information, it's transformation so that you can put that high premium price on it. If you want our help to do that, doing that and navigating that process is very tough. It's not easy and, and doing it on your own, doing it by yourself is damn near impossible. And it just doesn't make sense. If you've got people out there that have done this, that have done this successfully, that have scaled their business to seven figures a month like we're doing now, that have helped countless clients scale things up you know, really, really high where they've got this incredible business going and we've solved all those problems and we've stepped on every landmine and we've made every mistake and we know exactly what to do and what not to do, it's silly for yourself not to reach out and speak to us about how you can take that same journey. So go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call, book a call to speak to us. What we'll do is we'll get on the phone together for about 45 minutes and you can tell us everything that's going on in your business. You can tell us what you want, the clients you want to work with, the income you want to be making, what you want your lifestyle to look like, what you want your business to look like, what's working, what's not working. And we'll put our heads together and we'll come up with a step-by-step -step game plan to get you where you want to go. And if you want our help implementing that, cool. We can absolutely talk about that. But if you don't, that's cool too. Either way, we want you to come onto this call so we can we can clarify things for you and show you a better way of running your business than you have been. An easier way, a way that's going to create the transformations you want, a way that's way more likely to create the income and the lifestyle and the results that you want. So go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book a call to speak to us. That's going to do it for us today, guys. Adrian, thank you so much for your wisdom and expertise, and we will catch you guys on the next show. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you like what you heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with Clients On Demand, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. That's clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book an appointment to speak to our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and we'll get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, the exact price you should be charging. Number two, the exact target audience you should be going after. And number three, the exact strategy you should be using to reach them. 
Remember, scaling your coaching or service business does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. Now, we've helped clients all over the world scale their businesses to six and seven figures while enjoying life and making the world a better place along the way. To see if we can help you do the same, head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. I'm Russ Rafino, and let's talk soon.